Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's what I always say. You always follow the money. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. First Bet wants you to get in all the horse racing action. Sign up today with promo code Vegas1000. Receive $10 instantly and up to a $1,000 bonus. Visit vcin.com slash horses for details. Bonus code Vegas1000. It's time for Jeff Seeley at Cutmaker Jeff on Twitter. Cutmaker Pod uh, as well with uh, Twitter. Check out the podcast, cutmakerpod.com. Join Telegram to get all the plays as well. We'll talk John Deere in a second. Let's start with Liv because it's a better field coming up uh, this weekend in Portland, but uh, we had a guest on from CBS a a couple weeks ago who said it's a big for the success of this uh, league that uh, this tournament uh, and live that if you get betters to get involved and to watch it, I mean, it's hard to find odds, Jeff, and uh, the only place here I see locally as of now is the Westgate, and they have Pat Reed at 20 to 1. Uh, What do you think, if if anything stands out and how hard it's been to uh, find odds on the live tournament? Well, yeah, guys. I mean, I, I would love to bet it this week, but I can't in Indiana. You know, and, and it's ironic. We've got, I think, 10 different sports books here, and I can't find it anywhere. I saw um, on, on Odd Checker, it had odds posted on uh, both FanDuel and Unibet, and then I go online on both sides to look at it, and, and neither have it up. So um, it's interesting. I, it's, it's curious as to what sort of communication the PGA has had with these guys, because you're right. you got to watch it online, and then if you can't bet on it, you know, like, Who's going to watch it? I mean, that's part part of it is is being able to bet on it as part of the part of the value or the entertainment. So 
Um, I think mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm curious as to why they took it down. Um, there has, I mean, obviously the PGA had to have some sort of leverage there. And if this is their leverage to choke these guys out and mm-hmm. not let any, you know, gambling on it, then who knows what's going to happen. Okay. So you recommend Reed at 20 to one DJ's eight. Ustay's in an answer. 12 Gooch and Kepka 14. DeChambeau, Gar- Sergio, not nah, 20 to one. Schwartzel, who won the first event, 25 to one. Wolf 40, Pat Perez 30 to one. Yeah, simply, guys, I just looked at it and looked at form. And I think, you know, for the price relative to form coming into this, Patrick Reed would be the guy I would take just purely because of price relative to form. I, I, I don't know a ton about the course. I'm not going to lie. I haven't, they haven't had a lot of, um, obviously, there hasn't been a lot of data on it at all. But not, not only that, but it's, you know, I can't, I can't bet it, so I'm, I'm not going to spend a ton of time on it. But if I were going to bet it, Reed would be the guy who would play. I mean, think about the names that Paulie just rattled off as a part of this live tournament and how big they are. And meanwhile, I'm looking at the odds right now for the John Deere Classic, Jeff. And Webb Simpson is the shortest shot on the board at 14-1 to 1 in that range. And the second biggest name probably is Jason Day. So it's like yeah. the, the live tournament this week, you know, if you could find it, would blow away in terms of big names, the, uh, the John Deere Classic, obviously. Well, and it's the ghost of Jason Day, right? Yeah. It's not even the Jason Day that, that we, we know from, you know, five or six years ago. It's the ghost of Jason Day. So, yeah, no. And, and what's crazy, guys, is I talked about, I mean, this is what's insane. Is if you look at the names who were in the John Deere just three years ago, this field had Colin Morikawa, Joaquin Neiman, Victor Hovland, Sunjay M, Daniel Berger, Russell Henley, and Harold Varner were all in the John Deere Classic three years ago. Wow. Not a single one of them is in it this year. Tell us about the course, and what do you think here? 20, 25 under wins it, 20 under? Oh, yeah, it's going to be a shootout. There's no question about that. And, and you know, it's just a very straightforward 7,200-yard par 71. Um, every year it's a shootout. This year won't be any different. The nice part about it is, though, you don't have to be a bomber to win. It's basically put in the fairway, tip and putt. I mean, I, while that's golf in general, I understand, um, you know, more so than ever, but when, when, you, when you have a shootout, you have to make, you have to hit fairways and you have to make putts because that you know two or three putts can be the difference between you know 20, 25, 22, whatever. I think twenty five or so will win. So just whoever's sharpest with their wedges and putters is is, is going to be in the in the hunt this week, guys. And what I think is really interesting. I, so because of that, I'm actually playing a lot of I'm playing making a lot of smaller bets this week. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of value down the board. And one example I looked at, if you were to look at the current odds. On the Open Championship this year, there's one guy under 10 to one, four guys on between under under 20 to one, and and 11 guys between um, 20 and 30 to one. This, you know, uh, so I'm sorry, that's that's what we have at the John Deere. And um, and or sorry, in the John Deere, we have two guys under 20 to one, five guys between 20 and 30 to one, seven guys under 30 to one. So the point is, is you you get a lot more value on the John Deere this week if you put your homework in looking down the board than you would on the Open Championship. So I think this is a great week to bet. While the, the field looks terrible, um, the opportunity is great. Okay, well then let's start there. Some of the mid-tier guys that you're looking at this week, maybe in that 30, 35, 40 to 1 range or thereabouts that you think makes some sense. Yeah, guys, so Brennan Todd is 35 to 1, comes in with great recent form, ranking number one total strokes gained over the past 12 rounds, 16th in the field in approach, and second putting. And while he doesn't drive the ball very far, what Todd does do is keep in the fairway. So, again, all he should need to do this week is continue his hot putting up, dial his irons in. I think Todd will be in contention. 
Um, he finished 18th there in 2019 with that loaded field that I mentioned. So he's got decent uh, course history here as well. And then John Ha is a tremendous value play this week, 45 to one or so. Good form, check. He's got finished top 15 in two of his last three. And his third turning, he finished 25th. He's got good course history here, having finished seventh in 2018. Course fit is a perfect check mark. He's a positive putter on bent grass greens, and he plays his best golf on, on easy courses. He finished, he is fifth in the field in tee to green over his last 12 rounds here. So his overall game is there. All we need to happen is for a positive, a positive putting here. Um, he has struggled in, in putting in four of his last five coming in. The last week his putter looked good. So I'm, I'm on John Hutt, 45 to one. I'd like to go some guys in some of the mid tiers. Okay. So let's go back then for a second, then and look at the guys at the very top of the odds board. And we brought up Webb Simpson. He played really well last week. You like him on short courses. Uh, you can find him as high as 14 to one to win this tournament. Do you think at that number, having said what you just did, do you think a guy like Webb at that number makes some sense this week too? I do, yeah. And again, you find him at fourteen to one. I think that's a great price. It does make a ton of sense. I mean, he's he is clearly the best player. Like over the last fifty rounds, it's not even remotely close. And when number two is Adam Hadwin, for example, like Webb is the best player. And, and um, all you have to, all Webb has to do is again put it in the fairway, make putts. If I'm going to rely on one guy in this field to do that, it's, it's going to be Webb. Fourteen to one. His form's getting good. Um, so I, I don't think you, you overthink it. I think he's pretty straightforward. I wouldn't play him in DFS. I think he's going to be easily the most popular player in the high, high look, probably 25, 30% owned. So I wouldn't play him in DFS, but I do like him as a bet at 14 to one. Okay. Moving our way back down the board, then some bombs that you like this week. Hey guys. So Nate Lashley comes in with solid form and solid course history. He's 65 to one or so. Uh, he finished inside the top 20 in two of his last five tournaments which were far more difficult than we're going to see this week. He finished 26 here three years ago, so he's got some decent history here. I um, Maybe a little a little piece of money on Lashley to win, but my favorite play on Lashley is top 20 at plus 250 or better. Uh, and then Mark Hubbard, 70-1, to one, plus great on bent grass, plays well on easy courses, hits his wedges and putter. He has his wedges and putter dialed in right now, so um, he's gained an average of three strokes on approach over his last four tournaments and gain an average of two strokes putting over that same time span. So he's coming in, having made four straight cuts. And again, in fields have been far more difficult than this. Uh, again, a small bet on Hubbard, 70 to one. I do like him again, a top 20 at plus mm-hmm. 250 or better. And then my favorite bomb this week, guys, you can find uh, Ryan Armour at 100 to one on DraftKings. He's plus 700 top 10, and he's plus 130 top 40. I mean, he's a no-brainer bomb pick for this. Easily my favorite of the bombs. Really, with, har- with armor, he really either misses a cut or has a really good finish. Uh, it's pretty straightforward. So he's finished inside the top 25 in four of his last 10 and has two more inside the top 35. He really is, if I were to define his game in one way, he's kind of a poor man's Webb Simpson. He finds fairways, he's a good wedge player, and his putter can get hot. So um, I, while he hasn't fared well here in the past, I'm hoping that some of his good recent form can carry over and we get a we can get a we got a really good bet. There's a really bad number here on armor. I would have made him fifty to one, so I love like hundred to one. I think it's a great price. Okay, how about a couple of matchups as well? Yeah, I like Cam Davis over Ches Reedy. I played that. I like Cam Davis this week and I think he's a terrific DFS play. And then I mentioned Brendan Todd and versus the ghost of Jason Day. I'm gonna play Todd for sure in that matchup. There you go. Good great breakdown again. Cutmaker Jeff um on Twitter, cutmakerpod.com for all the picks as well. Thanks, buddy. Have a good week. 
Thanks, fellas. Take care. Yep. Good Thank luck. You. There you go with all the bets. All right. Two weeks to the open. Can't wait. Yes. Uh, Nigel Seeley's going to be in town, by the way, in July. That's right. He's going to be here for like a week. Okay. Come on out. Yeah, if you can make it. Come say hello. Have a, have a beer with him. Have a Stella. And uh, pick his brain with soccer, golf, tennis. Yeah. Now, he's made his way to Las Vegas a couple times in the past, but we've known him, and he's been on the air for like five years with us. Great dude, obviously. You can tell that by his appearances. Uh, great handicapper as well. So if you can, if you're going to be out in Las Vegas, make it a point to come over and, and say uh, hello to Nigel. Probably have a Stella as well. Uh, we were talking today about uh, the worst part about getting old. This is so relatable from Wayne on Twitter. Wayne Morgan. Forty years ago, a family friend who was a barber said this quote: "Young men come in to get a haircut. Then when they get older, they come in to get their haircut off the ears, out of their noses, and eyebrows trimmed." Uh-huh. Oh yeah, isn't that fun? Uh-huh. You wake up, you look in the mirror. Wait, I got some more stuff growing out of my ears today. Let me check out the old schnoz. <laughs> got to trim the nose again. Hey, Constantly. God, it's tough. Eyebrows. Memory. Where's my car keys? What did I forget? What did I, what did I do? Just... What was I going to do? You ever walk into a room and you, mm. you, you specifically you're going into a room for something? Well, how many you're times like, a day? <laughs> why what was, why did day? I come in here? I right. can't remember that. I, in fact, I will make it. I will put my phone down somewhere, and I will make a note oh, yeah. in my brain. Okay, Mitch, remember I put it right here. I'll walk away for 20 seconds. Where'd my phone go? Oh, yeah. Yeah, things are looking great down the road. Can you imagine if we played pickup basketball for a half hour a day? Yeah, I, I don't even know I could make a half an hour. Uh, for a game, I could go shoot around for half an hour. For a game, I don't know if I could make it. <laughs> I'd be worried about things collapsing on me. Paramedic. Uh, football props up next that are available in many states. Very creative. More wins. Patriots or Notre Dame? How about Cincy versus Cincy? Hi there. I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of Movie Phone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, Chief Marketing and Growth Officer at AT AT&T who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark, more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. 
My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hormozzi, Layla Hormozzi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the money on VSEN, the sports betting network. DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. This week, new customers bet $5 on any MLB market and get $150 no matter what. All you do is use the code VEASAN when you sign up. Code VEASAN. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER, 877-8-HOPE-NY. Must be 21. DraftKings.com for full details. Okay, so great job by William Hill. They have a ton of season-long football props up, and William Hill is available in, I believe, 12 or 13 different states across this country. And uh, the one area, the one market that we're going to concentrate on here, Paul, is uh, they put up more wins, and it's combining an NFL team versus a college team. And a lot of these have to do with like you know teams from the same region. For example, uh, the Miami versus Miami prop. Who's going to have more wins? The Dolphins, they're minus 120 against Miami of Florida, even money. Tough call. Good one. Uh, Miami goes to A&M. They go to uh, Vatek, Clemson, North Carolina at home. See how I'm not a fan of crystal ball, but uh, an upgrade over what they had with Diaz. And I don't know what to expect out of the Dolphins and Tua. I mean, they could win eight games. They could win 11. I, I well, let me ask you this. Are they the second? Are we are we sure they're better than the Patriots? I'm not there yet. It's a it's a tough call. If you bet the Miami Hurricanes, how many wins do you would you need right now to feel comfortable cashing this ticket? Yeah, like yeah, it, it's, well, yeah, it's at, like this Georgia Rams thing. I mean, it, or it's, at least getting a push, right? Yeah. If I told you right now the Hurricanes are going to win ten games, that's the number. Would you I, bet the I Hurricanes? Because then the Dolphins would have to win eleven games to beat you. Yeah. Do they have 11 and 6 in them? Of course they can win 11 games. I don't know. 
That's but, tough. I don't know what to expect with the new coach either. But I think if, if the Hurricanes win nine games, I think I would look at the Dolphins because that means yeah. they need to go eight and nine to lose. And I think they can win nine to get the push. And potentially, you know, there's a 10-7 yeah. and seven season in there. It's unfortunate he got death threats, uh, lunatics out there. But, you know, the Hill stuff, it's, it's on purpose now. Tua throws a better ball, but give me a break. But it's like Mike Pritchard said. He doesn't think Tua will be able to get Tyreek the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that, that's, that's a big key to their season. But how they close the year as well, and then the controversy and, and what happened with Flores. But we'll see how McDaniel does, and it all comes down to Tua. I could see I could see a miss in the playoffs, or I could see 11 wins. I know that's tough. Um, what do you want to do with the Rams? Does Georgia lose a game? Let's let's pencil in Georgia 11 and one. Sure. Okay, that's, let's that's do fair. that. So the Rams go to Kansas City, New Orleans, Tampa, Lambeau, Chargers on the road. They also open the season with the Bills. What is that pick or one? Yeah. And then they play the Cowboys. So this is. I, I would go Georgia here again, thinking that they're going to go 11 and one, potentially to go 12 and 0. In fact, maybe more than likely going 12 and 0. And then that means the Rams have to either win twelve to beat yeah, you, thirteen and four, or thirteen. No. Yeah, look I don't, at that schedule. Yeah, I don't. I don't think thirteen and four right. is um, going to happen for I the mean, Rams this year. Yeah, Could be at, wrong. Look at those tough games I'm giving you. I'm not even counting the division. There. Sure. Right. 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 So if if Georgia wins eleven again, to really put this as simple as possible, the Rams need to win twelve games to beat you. And with yeah. that schedule, um, I would take my chances yeah. with the Bulldogs. Although they could run the table in the division, they own Arizona. Look what happened in the playoffs, and uh, they've had their number. Uh, McVeigh against Kingsbury. They also uh, Seattle's I mean, going to be really bad, right? And then you might get Trey Lance. So maybe the, Nin- the maybe the Niners take a step back. Yep. I have no opinion on Giants versus LSU. That seems to be that that that's the, both their win totals are pretty rock solid. Uh, Patriots versus Notre Dame. Good one. It's a pick 'em. Yep. Uh, Ohio State, North Carolina, at B, uh, BYU games here. Clemson, USC. I'd have to go Patriots. Yeah, so would I. you got to trust Belichick. And exactly. Mac Jones looks great uh, by all reports. Right. And again, like Notre Dame could be 8-4, and 9-3. And, and I don't think the Patriots are going to completely fall off the cliff this year. Meaning they're going to go 7-10? Okay. and 10? I don't think so. All right. Now, I've changed my mind. Quite, you teased this one, but it's good. Cincinnati against Cincinnati. I've changed my mind a couple times on this one. Cincinnati Bearcats put six guys in the NFL. They lose Ritter. They lost a lot of their uh, key guys. They're at Arkansas to start the season. They're at SMU. They're at Central Florida. They have Indiana it's as well. Not, right, but that's at home. And it, it, mm. the, the quarterback transferred. I don't think that, that should be difficult. But uh, yeah, they lost a lot of guys. Fickle's a good coach. But it, it's not that daunting of a schedule. That they could still get to ten and two, and then that we know the Bengals have a tough schedule. So okay, if you've changed your, where were you originally then? I wanted uh, Cincinnati Bearcats, and then I I went back to Cincinnati Bengals. You did, and, and are you there right now? You're with the yeah. Bengals right now. Yeah, yeah, because I think I mean they did lose a lot of talent. Don't forget, I mean losing Ritter is potentially going to be really really big. Forget about Sauce Gardner and how good he was on defense. The the Bearcats again. I, I mean. I think they will lose at Arkansas. So do I. Their, their yeah. win total is nine and a half. So can they get the ten and two? Sure, they can. Eleven and one eh, seems a little shaky at this point. Uh, and I, I just again, I said this yesterday to Ross Tucker. I'll say it again. This is going to be a common theme for me with the Bengals. I mean, Joe Burrow is built differently than a lot of other quarterbacks in this league. You can just tell by watching him. And when you look at all the numbers, he uh, is going to, as long as he's healthy, he's going to be an all timer. 
and the weapons they have around him, and to add three guys on the offensive line, uh, they got better in the offseason. Now, I forget about the Super Bowl run for a second because we're not talking about that. We're talking about how many wins can they have in the regular season here. I, I would be, it's a very disappointing year if they are 9-8. and eight. Very disappointing, in my opinion. Even though it's a good division and the AFC is loaded, I think they can go 10-7. and seven, And I think that that's like maybe the floor if they stay healthy is 10-7, and seven, which means, and that's probably not fair, 9-8 and eight might be the floor. Yeah. But 10-7 and is definitely doable. 11 and 6, absolutely within range. And then, like, you got to win 10, 11, 12 games for the Bearcats to have a chance to win this thing. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I really like the Bengals here. Okay. Lean a dollar 25. Okay. One more thing. The Dolphins have a very difficult schedule as well, going back to that prop. Woody, how about Tampa Bay and the Alabama? Now, they, they figure to go undefeated. So, is, you got to go, Tampa's got to go 13 and 4. That's the way it looks. They could run the table in the division. I know the Saints have given them problems, but, uh, if they go five and one, six and zero oh, the division, then you're why, cooking why'd you, with, why'd you say like with that? Briscoe. But what? Uh, Saints, Saints what? can give problems again this year. Yeah, I'm not. I I think I think Tampa will will beat them because I don't I don't have a lot of faith in Winston. But that's was it. Who started that one? Was it Simeon or did he come in relief? No, I think it was a, it was a combination of uh, who started that, that, that game? nine nothing game that was on prime time. Yeah, that was that was Hill, right? Yeah, that, that was, was that was right. Taysom, right? Yeah, that because that defense is you know they've always frustrated that guy so. Um, yeah, that's the way I look at it. Can the Buccaneers win 13 games? Because when you go to war with a bet like this and you're going to be fading Alabama, that's you have to anticipate this team winning 12 games. And if they get upset once, okay, well then the Buccaneers still have to win 12. Oh, look at that start. Tampa at Dallas, at New Orleans, Green Bay, Kansas City. Oh, God. That's a good one. Ugh. That's a really good one. And then it eases up, though. Uh, but, uh, right, Alabama, 11 and a half over. Small juice, ten and a half over minus two thirty. Humans loves that. That's at DraftKings. Yeah. I mean, where, that. where are the losses at? They're not losing at Texas. At Arkansas can be tricky. Can't wait for the A and M game like every other human being. At Tennessee, eh, tough place to play. It is. So, yeah. The combination of back to back playing at LSU and at Ole Miss. That's the why. I would. Yeah. We'll see what Kiffin has at uh, quarterback oh. and what Kiffin. But Kiffin certainly knows Saban. And here's one more. Like, how many wins do you think the Chiefs are going to have this year? Yeah, I, I I go against them. That's the one I like. That's another one I like. Kansas City that against Ohio State. Ohio State should go eleven and one. Kansas City, as Peter King told us, the toughest division he's seen since covering the NFL for forty years. Yep. So we know about the division at Arizona, at Tampa, Bills, San Francisco, Rams, Cincinnati, and there has to be a drop off here now with no Hill. There, there has to. I think the offense has to take a step back at some point. Has to. Well, plus, I mean, again, this team getting to 12 wins again, doable. In that division? Maybe, maybe. But that, oh. that division overall, like, and you can also bet this. We'll do this later on uh, during the summertime. William Hill is offering wins in the division by mm-hmm. these teams. So can they, like, four and two, you got to be you got to be throwing a parade for any team to go four and two in that division. And then Ohio State, yeah, Notre Dame, okay. Arkansas State, Toledo, Wisconsin, Rutgers, at Sparty. Iowa, at Penn State, at Northwestern, Indiana, at Maryland, Michigan. If they drop two games, I'll be stunned. Sure. So I think eleven and one is, w- w- without question, right? Like the the probably the more likely scenario here, most likely, and maybe even twelve and zero. And then again, the Chiefs have to win uh, twelve games to beat you, yep. maybe thirteen. Chargers should have swept them. Oh man. Maybe Denver gets them once. By the way, the Buckeyes are right. plus money. Yeah. They're plus one hundred five. That's my second favorite one. I like the Bengals against the Bearcats, and I like Ohio State against the Chiefs. 
and some other ones that you can bet on for the record. They have, again, this is a regional bet. Seahawks against Oregon State. And the Beavers are minus 120. They put the Steelers against the uh, Pitt Panthers. And Pitt's favored, minus 125. They play Tennessee. They're at Louisville, at North Carolina, at Virginia. And they close at Miami. I think Pitt can easily go like 8-4, and 7-5. and five. Then it comes down to the Steelers. Up next, Jordan Sherwood. It's a stacked UFC card. UFC 276. Balkanowski Holloway, Adesanya, Sugar Sean, Lawler, and a fighter on a five-fight losing streak in action, too. We'll get all the picks coming up with Jordan straight ahead. Visa and Fall the Money, the Sports Betting Network. Send the Sports Betting Network. Buying picks from a handicapper, make sure it's from uh, someone with transparent records or leaderboards visible to the public and backs up their picks with a profit guarantee. Today, Winners and Winers says hold your money and try any of the pros out this weekend. Free, no catch, just considering subscribing after you win. Text VSIN to 320-350-3500. Text VSIN 320-350-3500. Huge UFC card this weekend, UFC 276. Out here in Las Vegas, for more on this and a preview of the card, Jordan Sherwood joins us, the unnamed MMA podcast and ESPN 1000 in Chicago. Good to talk to you again. Appreciate the time. How about Adesanya, who's 22-1 and in his career? Are we getting carried away here against Cannoneer that he's laying almost uh, 450 now? Yeah, I mean, pretty much straight up. If, if you're looking for Adesanya to win that fight, that's way too big of a price to, to lean on. I mean, but Adesanya is special. He's proven that. Amongst the middleweights, he he's the best that, that we've seen for quite some time, maybe since Anderson Silva. And I just think that how he fights and how he stays out of range and then is able to pick his opponents apart and the takedown defense that he has shown throughout his evolution and, you know, the, the rise to the top of, of the middleweight division, Cannoneer is really not going to offer a, a lot. So uh, I look for some prop value, and I think we're going to see kind of a similar Adesanya fight like we did against Marvin Vittori, like we did against Robert Whitaker his last time out, and that's a easy, unanimous decision victory for Israel Adesanya, uh, and that's plus money still. So if you if you don't believe uh, that Adesanya is going to look like he did against Paulo Costa, which I don't believe that'll be the case, I think the value is on Adesanya to win by points because that's what we've grown accustomed to seeing him inside the octagon, especially now with a bigger octagon too. Uh, you know, at T-Mobile Arena. Sure. So a similar bet to that, Jordan, would be to play over the round prop at four and a half, which is around minus 105 or so. Yeah, I, I think that that's certainly safe. Again, Adesanya is going to, you know, keep himself out of, uh, you know, harm's way. And even in that loss to Jan Bolhovich, uh, when he went up in light to 205, I mean, that was a five round loss. So Adesanya just avoids it, you know, avoids issues, avoids problems, keep himself at distance, picks him apart and wins, uh, you know, carries up the points. So I love the four and a half prop as well. Okay, the co-main, Volkanovski against Holloway. He's uh, only lost once in his career. It was nine years ago. He's beat Max twice. He's a $2 favorite. The round prop is four and a half over $2. What are your thoughts on this fight? Yeah, it's, 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 I'm going, going back and forth because there's a lot of argument that Max Holloway won both the fights against Alexander Volkanovski, especially that second one, which was ruled a split decision uh, victory for Volkanovski. So I like where Max is at right now, but I'm going to wait for public money to come in on Max because look at the two controversial main events that we've had at UFC uh, just recently, Calvin Cater and Josh Emmett last week. And then a couple of weeks ago, about a month ago, Caitlin Vieira and Holly Holm. 
damage was scored more significantly than strikes and volume when we're told strikes and volume has more weight. So who's going to land the harder punches? Who's going to be beat up more in the face? It's likely going to be Max Holloway because of how hard Alexander Volkanovsky hit. So can't really trust the judges to get this one right. But I, I think Max Holloway is, is, is the best featherweight we've ever seen, despite the two losses to Alexander Volkanovsky. So I'll say this. Right now, that plus 165 uh, price or a plus 330 price for Max to win via decision, that's my recommendation. But be wary of how these judges have been scoring these fights of late, uh, you know, resulting in damage as opposed to volume striking. Okay, interesting. Middleweight fight. Are you surprised Pereira's favorite against Sean Strickland, who's 15-1? and one? No, Pereira's the, you know, the brand new shiny toys, 2-0 in the UFC with one knockout, and he's the guy that beat Israel Adesanya. Granted, it was kickboxing, but he knocked him out. So the UFC wants everything they can to be able to book this interesting fight. However, if Sean Strickland continues his rise, I mean, he's won now six fights in a row in the middleweight division. That's a great fight to book against Adesanya. And I think Strickland's all sorts of problems for Pereira. He's a pressure fighter. He's a guy that'll look for takedowns. He's a guy that can mentally get in your mind because he talks to you and he talks, you know, game to you inside the cage. And I think if that's issues for Pereira because unless Pereira can get himself comfortable and start using his striking acumen, uh, he's not winning this fight. He succumbs to takedowns and that's what Sean Strickland's game is. So I love him at plus money right now. And I love the over in this fight as well. I think Sean Strickland's going to dirty this up. He's going to lean on his fight two fights ago, which mm. was Uriah Hall, similar fighter struggles with takedown defense, but outstanding striker. So I like Sean Strickland, especially as an underdog in this fight. Okay. That's one and a half round prop over 160. Heavy juice. Yep. Can, can uh, Munoz frustrate or do anything here against Sugar Sean O'Malley, who's only lost once? That's when he broke his foot it's, in the it, octa- Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, that's what you have to bank on. You have to bank on those leg kicks being able to be landed by Pedro Munoz. And Pedro Munoz is a tough customer. He's been in the top 10 of the Bantamweight division for quite some time. And I'm still not buying the Sugar Sean O'Malley hype. But this is a perfect matchup for Sugar Sean. Okay. He's going to be able to utilize reach, utilize his power, likely outpoint Pedro Munoz. I'm not necessarily going to be convinced that we're going to see a knockout as we're grown to accustom the scene with Sugar Sean because Pedro Munoz has never been stopped. So, uh, but I, yeah, I don't think I stay away from this fight because if Munoz lands one leg kick, like Sean O'Malley's leg might snap because they're twins. So I stay away from this fight altogether. You know that Sugar Sean Paulie is going to be involved like in every single parlay coming up on Saturday sure. night. Yes. No doubt. Okay. Yep. So then down the card a little bit uh, more. Cerrone takes on Jim Miller. Cerrone's lost, uh, you know, a bunch of fights in a row. Miller's been around forever. Also, Robbie Lawler's on the card. Uh, so a big name from the past, obviously. What, what do you make of this Miller fight against Cerrone where Miller's kind of a heavy favorite right now? Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of shocking because also Donald Cowboy Cerrone, you know, beat him several years ago. Uh, both guys, you know, questionable in their age. And and this is going to be the record for UFC fights because both of them hold it right now. So the winner is the sole uh, possession holder of wins in the UFC. But Jim Miller comes out like a bat out of hell. He's won his last two fights against some, some pretty good competition, which is surprising. And Donald Cowboy Cerrone just can't handle pressure slow starter. So I like the under in this fight. I think there's a very quick finish and likely it's going to be Jim Miller getting the win inside the distance. It's a shop worn County Cerrone, even at 170 pounds. So I love Jim Miller in this fight. How long are we doing this? He's lost five fights in a row and they're still trotting them out there. Cerrone. 
he, I think he just wants to ride off on a horse with a win. So they're just waiting for him to get a win. And then maybe he could, he could hang up the spurs if you will, but it's just not happening. And it's not going to happen. I don't believe it's going to happen on Saturday night. Okay. How about what Mitch said too, about the Lawler fight, Robbie Lawler, a dollar 25. Yeah. I mean, I think it's definitely worth a look. Brian Barbarena just known for being tough, literally has a helmet for a head. I think he got lucky. Did Barbarena his last time out against Matt Brown kind of push the pace, the final 10 seconds of the fight to get the win. I think Robbie Lawler, it's a perfect fight. It's going to be a stand-up fight. It's going to be who's got more grit, who's got more desire. And Robbie Lawler, obviously, we know what he can do. So at about a money line, uh, you know, pick him fight. I, I like Robbie Lawler in that one. By the way, to back up one second here, Jordan, did you see a number yet on Cerrone, Miller, Miller to win inside the distance? I haven't yet. Neither. I just looked at the yeah, heavily juiced to the under, I'm sure. That'll be, pro- that'll be coming out, uh, I'm sure, tomorrow or Friday for sure. And so, so people that want to pay attention to that. Okay, all right. Anything else on the card that you like from the prelims or another uh, a round prop, maybe? I mean, I think Andre Munoz, uh, you know, he he's a, a very fast starter, good submission ace, gets the fights to the ground. Uriah Hall, I alluded to him earlier in the Sean Strickland example. He struggles with guys like that pressure and takedown fighters. So I think Munoz inside the distance, Munoz via submission, and, and maybe even a prop like Munoz in round one, uh, he's going to get a very quick finish on Uriah Hall. Okay, that would pay. That'd be a juicy return. Yes, it would be. If he can finish them early, great to talk. Oh, he's got to give you guys one juicy one. Sure, right? yeah. To look yeah. For. yeah, yeah. Good to catch up with you again. Congrats on getting back to Chicago, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right, fellas. Always a pleasure. Talk go. Soon. Jordan, Thanks, Shor- Jordan. Jordan Sherwood, ESPN, one thousand in Chicago, and the unnamed MMA podcast. Plenty of picks there. Four fifty now on Dasani in some spots. I see that. Yeah. Four and a half the round prop, as you mentioned, and the uh, Volkanovski same price to. 210 to win and two dollars over four and a half. All right. I think that's a good recommendation, by the way, on Miller inside the distance. Did you see a price? I, I don't see one yet. It's it's early here Wednesday morning. They might pop a little bit later on today oh. or Thursday, I would think. Um the under one and a half is plus money. I think he mentioned that. Um but that that's juicy if um if a Hall gets beat early. A first round stoppage there with Munoz. Well, and his points on Adesanya, right? Uh-huh. How he takes all of his fights the distance and four and a half is over right now is minus 105. Thinking that this has been his MO for his entire career, it's going to continue one more time. And he talked about betting on Asanya to win on the scorecards, which is a little plus money right now. Can't find that. Again, minus 105, not the worst bet to make on over four and a half. Yeah, I'll tell you, I like the gals over. The barber fight. Uh-huh. Two, six, yeah. Two and a half over 265. I mean, what? it's just, it, it, knockouts rarely happen, so it'd have to be a submission. Which fight are you most excited yeah. about? Oh, Holloway. Holloway. I think it fight. has to be, right? Yeah, yeah. True what he said. Some people felt he won uh, the first two fights or could have gone either way. Yeah, I thought there was uh, a little a good one. shenanigans or some maybe highway robbery involved in that second one where Holloway uh, won yeah. that fight. Uh, our buddy Dan also says this is a horrible fight. Bad matchup for Munoz. And he likes Sugar Sean. You are right, though. He'll be on every parlay. Oh, he will and be. He'll, he'll get in the $3 range, too. All right, let's follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Our thanks to Jordan Sherwood there breaking down the UFC card coming up on Saturday night. Uh, up next, we will get into today's Major League Baseball card and how does a Cy Young favorite bounce back from one of his worst starts of the year? We will try to figure that out coming up next. Hi. 
Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of Movie Phone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, Chief Marketing and Growth Officer at AT AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hormozzi, Layla Hormozzi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. the sports betting network welcome back if you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams bet rivers as you covered they've launched a series of city cast 
designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Los Angeles, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcast. All right, we'll get into today's Major League Baseball card coming up in a second. Wanted to uh, tell people if you missed it, it was a late game last night on the West Coast. Don't look now, Paulie, but Robbie Ray is coming on like gangbusters. Seven innings last night, one hit, struck out eight, no decision as the Mariners got two runs in the bottom of the eighth to win that game. But in his last, let's see here, in his last month, 37 innings, 37 strikeouts, an ERA of 2.19. In his last three starts, 20 innings pitched, 24 Ks, an ERA of .9, a whip of .7. He is getting back into his Cy Young form from last year, and I will tell you this, watch out, his next start out, he gets the Oakland A's. Mm. And what you said earlier, some of their offensive numbers yep. are the worst we've seen since 1905. when? 1905. Okay. Yep. And uh, they have been putrid here going back, and they've lost 41 of 56. Flexen's 11-3 and three to the under on the season. He's $1.30 at home against the Orioles. As we mentioned earlier, uh, number three in ROI for profitability, uh, being profitable. This mm-hmm. is a hell of a turnaround for the Orioles. And their first, again, first winning month since August 2017. Yeah. Good for them. It's on the way. You can tell. Yeah. It, it took a while. But again, I will bring out the bring up the Astros from 2013, 2014. You could do a head count with people in the stands at their games. And then SI put up on their magazine, George Springer, and said the World mm-hmm. Series champs in 2017. People laughed. Well, I mean, they could do the same thing with Baltimore maybe now and say the World Champs in 2027. Um but the, the turnaround, again, you had to, it's Andy Dufresne here. You had to put up through 500 yards of uh, the sewer to get to where you're at. And it sucked for a lot of years, but there's definitely hope now with the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, today's card, again, very, very good game with the Red Sox at the Blue Jays. Now, this is Pavetta, who is having a career year against Manoa, and his numbers across the board are awesome. Maybe even, some of the numbers are actually slightly better at home, but $1.75 you have to lay with Manoa right now and the Blue Jays. Well, taking money, too, at least here. He opened $1.40. You're right. It's a little steep, but how great he's been at home in his career. And the Yankees, the only team to get him uh, last time out at home. But this, do you trust? I mean, you can't trust Pavetta. He's been great. But do you trust the Red Sox bullpen that blew it yesterday? Uh, they've lost 7-9 in Toronto, and they're 2-7 against the Jays this year. But he's 4-1 with an ERA of 2 going back, and he leads the Red Sox in wins, quality starts, strikeouts, innings pitched, and war. Yeah, now that game last night turned into, well, eventually, because the Blue Jays blew a lead, but that that went from Red Sox and under, right, because it was 9.5 or 10, Yep. and they're up 5-4, and it quickly turned in the bottom of the ninth to Blue Jays in the over. Because the closer situation right now with the Red Sox is not healthy. Didn't even get an out. No. Tough. Yep. It's... uh... Yeah, a little too steep for me. Pavetta has been good. Yeah, and, no, no. I said, so, I said this earlier. At some yeah. point, and at that point might be right now. There's going to be value on the Red Sox. Right, worth a bet. Well, we talked about this though. This is their tough stretch now. Great story, hell of a month. Turnaround in June, but uh, Yankees now with a 12 and a half game lead. Again, how are they only 1800, 1500 to win the division with that lead, and they're 55 and 20. But this stretch coming up, the next 30 games for Boston, brutal. They got to survive this. Yeah, Yankees now, and a bunch of uh, books are getting creative with the Yankees futures, right? Yep. You said that you noticed. Uh, will they break the all-time what win record? That uh, that's plus five fifty to win more than one hundred and sixteen games. They're on pace for one eighteen, and all over town, several places have put up. Will Judge break the team record for home runs? Maris sixty-one. Will he hit sixty-two? 
That is as high as four to one, uh, three fifty at other spots. He's on pace for sixty one. Mm-hmm. But they so win he's again. Right there. Yep, they win again yesterday. Although they didn't cover the run line. <laughs> what catcher? How many times do you see that a season? You've seen it, let alone three times in this series. In the same series, three times now back to back nights. But two outs, nobody on. Catcher interference, base hit, base hit. A's, uh, get the run in. Yankees win the game, but don't cover the run line. But again, the offense. How bad they've been last in hits, last in batting average. They've lost 41 of 56, and the Yankees won 11 of the last 12 games started by Tyone. Yeah, and look at what he's laying today. It's a huge number. Did we point this out yesterday, or was it off the air? Like, nobody bets this, but you can find, like, a first seven innings prop available. The A's were plus two runs two nights ago, minus 115. They're up 5-3 in the seventh, and that's when all hell broke loose. And the, the two different catcher's interferences took place. And the Yankees exploded, and it was like 9-5 into the seventh. So I know many people don't bet it. And as I said on Twitter, oh, trust me, though, we, I was involved in several different text messages saying this number can't be right. Never seen that before. No, plus two, plus minus two, 115. Yeah. I'm like, that's a great bet. Uh-huh. And it was a loser. Uh, yep. Bad outfit, no doubt. I do like Cleveland. They've lost six of seven, I know. But uh, Bundy goes for the Twins. It's more of a anti-Bundy play. He was solid his last start out, last time out, but they've lost eight of his last nine starts. A lot of concerns about that Twins bullpen. They blew game one of the doubleheader. They are 3-3 three and three in their last six against Cleveland. And the three losses, they blew two in the eighth and one in the ninth. And the one in the ninth, they were up three runs at home. But uh, fifteen with Quantrill and the Guardians, I like that one. Like and, and, and we're both on the Astros. It's just uh, here they come, right? Uh, twenty-five. they are 26-16 and 16 on the road. They're 23 and 6 when they don't allow the opposition to hit a home run. It feels like this smoke and mirrors job by the Mets at some point. They're losing streaks coming. They've, they've avoided it so far, but I think it's coming in their 0 3 this year against the Astros, and I think they fall to 0 and 4. Because that me, was uh, ugly yesterday. Let me ask you something here. Now, Verlander's last start out, he was plus money against the Yankees on the road. Okay, fine. But so you're seeing on the screen right now, for those of you watching the show, minus 125. Where we broadcast from every single day, circa it's minus 120 on Verlander and the Astros. So he's getting uh, Walker today, mm-hmm. but he's a dollar twenty. Valdez is very good, but Valdez was a dollar twenty against Carrasco yesterday, and now Verlander goes today against Walker, and Verlander's a dollar twenty. Does that make sense to where uh, Verlander is? At well, least a little bit better, at minimum, at least a little bit better than Valdez. And then it comes down on what you think about Walker versus Carrasco. Now, Carrasco's in this horrible you know, stretch right now, pitching and allowing a bunch of runs. But a dollar twenty on Houston today doesn't... Well, they're yeah. a public team, though, too. I mean, if you've been betting the Mets, you've been getting paid. You see they're number two in ROI. Uh, how, how great they've been. They've been an ATM. So I, I'm, I'm sure people are... I mean, Cherapan tweeted that. If you're doing the Yankee Met parlay every single day, uh, what that's at. Right. But uh, well, we were on the Astros yesterday, mm-hmm. and I, again, that's probably the easiest baseball bet we're going to have all year long. Uh, to your point, they are underrated. There's it, it, not enough. It's all Yankees and Mets, and not enough talk about the Astros. They are awesome. They're a machine, right? And they certainly have played up to their level of competition. They a couple, the tough series at home against Texas. Uh, I think they lost it. Weren't they swept by somebody, Detroit or somebody? It was, it was a bizarre. And it was a bad, right. yeah, bad series. But you see, yeah, they should. They, how good the pitching was against the Yankees and how well they've done against the Mets so far. Yeah, Marlins at the Cardinals today. Alcantara goes against Palante. Now, he's got a 1.95 ERA on the season. Alcantara does. Uh, the FIP is a little bit above three. 106 innings pitched so far. Last start against the Mets, seven innings. 
Uh, didn't get a lot of help. Four earned runs, four Ks, tied for the least amount of strikeouts since opening day, second most runs allowed all year. Getting this Cardinals team today, and he's laying a dollar thirty in that range. The Cardinals are completely middle of the pack against right-handers, and he is pretty much as good as it gets. They are 14th in OPS and in slugging, 9th in average overall, and 12th in on-base percentage. They are much better against lefties, but do you want to lay a dollar thirty in that range with uh, the Marlins on the road? No, nope, don't trust them. Neither do I. No, nope. nope. especially late nope. in the game. Yep. And then Otani tonight laying a huge number against Kopech and the White Sox. Too high. It's too high. It's too high of a number. With oh, this outfit? Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. They, were t- they were 10 games over 500, remember. Yeah. <laughs> and then how bad they've been playing. But, Paul, I do think that betting but, White Sox full game is better than first five. Yeah. Because if Otani leaves, let's say his pitch count gets up into that 100 range after six innings and they have to go to the bullpen, you got to be, if it's a close game, oh. uh, you got to be feeling pretty good about the White Sox. Who's winning that division? I, I mean, Friday's July. Which I know there's a lot of baseball left, but we're almost halfway through the season. Twins plus 120, White Sox plus 170, Cleveland plus 240. White Sox still under 500, and a, and a dollar 30 to make the yes to make the playoffs. How many of those teams make a move before the deadline? I think the Twins will. I don't know what Cleveland's going to do. I would say Cleveland won't. White Sox might just say, "Well, injuries. We got to get healthy." That, that's going to be a combination. But also, they I could see them maybe making a move too. I think the Twins will absolutely make a move. I don't know what it was okay. going to be for, who that could be, but I think they will, and I think the White Sox will probably make yeah. something as well. Lean to the Braves, too. Wright's been okay. solid all year, $1.30. They've won four series in a row against the division. They're 20-5 and five in June. The loss of Harper, he's out six weeks. Schwarber continues to mash, but I think Wright will get the best of Suarez here, and the Braves stay hot. And who knows, we might come in tomorrow, and it's a three-game lead in the division. Mm. All right, let's follow the money here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Up next... We'll discuss some NFL and some college football. There are some pretty good props up around the city of Las Vegas and nationally. And along with that, some projections for a top receiver who signed an extension. I will say this, careful. Careful getting involved with uh, overs. I'll explain that coming up next. Hi there. I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards. Like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.